ladies, 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 I want to share something with you all that I think is extremely insightful. Well, ho hopefully you can hear. What is this? Dude, what it's is extremely this? insightful to all of us. What? Oh. Robin has gone tech ah! this year. First she videotaping people. Now yeah, she got her own speaker. None of these bitches are real. They're all fake. Everyone's literally trying to panhandle their little businesses across town. But nobody gets to about these hoes. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Weffing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Hey, beautiful. How are you? How's Chino? He's great. He's so cute. I can see him. Oh, he's so cute. How are your puppies? They're good. They're happy. We went to the beach this morning. Lovely. Even with mama's hangover. Yeah, that's solid. That's solid parenting. I know, right? Well done. Yeah, I was just saying how Miami has just come out and mm -hmm. there's four episodes, so I know what I'm doing today. Yeah. And I still haven't watched the Harry and Meghan Netflix doco, so my day's oh, sorted. Yeah. Wow, look at you. Miami, Harry and Meghan, People's Christmas Vlogmas. Amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. That's just going to be me on the couch all day. Beautiful. I know. Beautiful stuff. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's. All right. I was thinking maybe Salt Lake first. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. I like. I mean, it was a big episode, fuck. Sure was. And did you see how on the socials Whitney leaked receipts, i.e. text messages, between no, no. her and Angie H? <gasps> yes. Okay, so Whitney was saying how Angie H had asked everyone to invite her to San Diego. And she was like, no, I didn't. That's a lie. I didn't care, blah, blah, all this shit. And Whitney's like, first of all, that's not true. Don't call me a liar. You know how that oh, yeah. triggers Whitney. Oh, yeah. So Whitney releases on the Insta the text exchange with Angie H before the trip, which definitely shows she was asking Whitney to bring her. And mm. their text back and forth, it sort of insinuates that they both understood that she had also asked Heather and even checked in with production, who said, Jen Char said, no way without a public apology. So, obviously. Thirsty bird. Yeah, so. Did you watch um, Below Deck Adventure? Of course I did. I was so excited for Heather to be on it, but then as soon as I saw fucking Angie and the fat fucking elf on the shelf <laughs> husband arrive, I was like, oh, no. Did you find it funny that her lower third said Angela? I did, actually. I thought, is this a rebrand for when we have two Angies next year? Yeah, maybe. Oh, I didn't think of that. That's a good um, good sleuthing tip point. Whatever. Well, that's just what I thought. But I don't think she's good TV. I didn't enjoy this Below Deck Adventure with Heather because I feel like Heather's better when she's not surrounded by yes men. When she's on a group with just all these gal pals and there's no one fighting her, it's it's... I don't know. I thought she would have been more likable, but I was sort of getting over her shtick. She was like, oh, there's the hot tub where we're going to go fuck people. And it's like, oh, my God. We know you're not like that. That's clearly her sense of humour. I didn't need to know that her and her ex used to have sex names uh, that oh, yeah. were named after characters on the love boat. Yeah. Like, dude, you can leave that shit in the bedroom. We don't want to know. Uh-uh. <laughs> I loved her white fur hat 
till she called it a mink. Yeah, don't I'm like, like that. who has a real fur hat? I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just how they roll in Salt Lake City. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's just her. I was so excited for Heather, but I have to say I was more interested in the actual characters of the show. The crew of the below Yeah, day. like how, yeah, Nathan, how the other Nathan, not you, Nathan, went to bed half an hour before a shift change. Is oh. that not a fireable offence? Captain Lee would have fucking fired his ass. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. <laughs> and also this bosun or whatever ordering the epaulettes for the second stew that's not a second stew, I would have been fuming if I was that chief stew. Oh, she was fuming. And I also would have been fuming if I was the bosun going, you put me in an awkward position. He seems like a dirty dog. You reckon? I feel like he he wants to be in that awkward position. Oh. He's on a bit of a power trip. Well, he did make out with her in the hot tub and then said that there was more happening underneath the water. Again, do I need to know that? I mean, I suppose I do. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I need to know. I need to see it. (laughs) Yeah, my favourite, I think, is, is it Casey? Cassie? She the Mormon one? Yeah, the ex-Mormon one. Yeah. I'm actually enjoying her mixed accent. Normally when someone has a mixed accent. Bit of a derate. Yes, exactly. But I'm like, no, it's just, I like her. She seems really sweet and chill. I really like her. Mm. I think I'm personality-wise a little bit more like Oriana, except hopefully not as aggressive. I mean, I know Mm. I am a very passionate person, but I don't know if I'm going to be negatively aggressive. I mean, I can hear myself saying that and I'm laughing and I know you're all Um. laughing with me. (laughs) All right, fine, whatever. That's probably why I don't like her. I relate to her. Fuck you. Oh, I just talked myself into a corner then. Pause for the laugh, people. I should insert a laugh track, honestly. Yeah. You get that. Actually, I was thinking after our last week and my little rant last week, I have to put Tamara's That's My Opinion on the soundboard. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I was going to do it, but you did just hear me say I'm hungover. So, you know, a bit lazy this morning. Mm-hmm. All right, it's my turn. Sozzle. All right, so the episode is called High Hills in the High Seas. Was it High Hills or High Heels? Heels, but you pronounce it like Whitney. So it's high heels. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's why I wrote heels. Okay, thank you for that. Oh, oh God, this is going to be painful. So we're back on the boat in San Diego. It's still day one and I feel like it's been a week. Oh, I know. I was shocked when they were like, oh, you threw wine on her head this morning. I was like, that was this morning? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, look, we're getting two separate convos. We have Team Shah. And we have Team Angie 15K. And so Heather and the not CEO of Fun is with Team Shah and everyone else is with Team Angie K. So Jenny's pissed at Angie 15K and swears the wine dump, I suppose we call it, it was to lighten the mood. Yeah, but the mood didn't get lightened. So (laughs) it it backfired. Does that mean she should then apologise to everyone? Yes. She really does need to start her apology tour soon, doesn't she? Well, the way she says, like, oh, my God, it was so awkward. I had to shift the mood. It's like it it was just a room allocation scenario, which we go through all the time. It wasn't that remarkable. It was awkward maybe for you, but not for everyone. Well, Heather said on Watch What Happens Live that it went on for ages and it was a real buzzkill and everyone was kind of standing around, kind of looking side-eye at each other going, what's going on? Buzzkill from Jen. Well, that's Heather's interpretation of I don't trust Heather's interpretation. I'm turning into Whitney Rose. I don't (laughs) trust Heather. I think this ride or die thing is just an excuse for supporting bad behaviour and I'm turning on Heather because of it. Mm. Well, 
Now we said it, right? Now we said it. But by the end of the episode, I'm like, oh, Heather's making points. (laughs) (laughs) But in this point of time, I'm like, can we just stop sucking up Jen's ass right now? Yeah, I felt that happened a lot throughout the episode and I felt it was unnecessary and it was hashtag strong people, strong. So Angie15k is basically just embarrassed and offended and then Heather points out that Lisa took up for Angie K. Why? What's Heather's issue with Lisa? The dad's obituary thing. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I swear to God, I've got a mind like fucking Jen Shah. I don't remember anything two minutes well, later. Well, you need to put up a mind map on the wall like you're trying to solve a crime with some of these relationships. It's true with the string in between. Yeah, yeah I love that. All right, so Angie15k says she feels conned. She needs to say goodbye to that money. Like, you're not going to get repaid, doll. Well, she's comparing herself to Jen's victims, which yeah. <laughs> how do we feel about that? Well, I guess she is a victim, but <laughs> I don't feel sorry for her. No. I mean, and then she, on the other hand, she's choosing to believe Jen that she's innocent. <sighs> well, you can't have it both ways. Are you a victim or do you believe her? I think that's the tightrope they're walking where it's like as long as she's not in jail and she's a cast member on the show, I have to actively choose to believe what she's saying in order to film scenes with her. Right. I think that's what she's saying. Right. Oh, well, I think that's the position I would be in. Okay, so Angie15k calls Jen toxic. This is what she says in confessional. Mm. And in their group convo, one of them says the friendship with Jen is like a hostage situation. Totally. And they're questioning, you know, when enough is going to be enough. And we all know Angie Danner does not like Jen at all. So how do we feel about all that? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of, I think they're getting over it. Yeah. Just as we're getting over it. And it's like, when Jen's always at a 10, it's like, where is there left to go? Yeah, that's true. Do you feel like Angie Denner is the one spearheading these conversations? Because we didn't have these conversations last season. So I think, like I was saying, the others are sort of trapped into saying they have to sort of believe her in order to Mm. get on with their jobs, whereas Angie Denner doesn't have that baggage. No. So she's sort of coming in being like, this is a criminal. And I don't have to back down for her. And also, if I stand up for her, that gives me a bit of standing in the show. It really does. Because, you know, the friends of they love to come in and try and take down like a Teresa type figure sure, or something sure, sure. to get their standing. Yeah. That's what she's going to do. Yeah. She's smart. She's smart because she's going in the opposite direction of everyone else. They're all sucking up to Jen. Honestly, later we hear Lisa say, are you my friend? Say you're my friend. It's like, is this primary school? Yeah. I think Heather's right. It's not a women's trip. It's a girl's trip. Yeah. But it's the conceit of the show that they have to be friends. And so it's like, if you're going to say you're not my friend, why are you with me on this show? Yeah. I mean, they're definitely buying into that, which is kind of old school housewives, which that's what we've always loved about Salt Lake is that it reminds us of... Yeah, we're season three. Yeah, exactly. So at this point they decide it's time to turn up with the DJ. Jen is (laughs) like doing an Erica Jane with the drinking. Whitney gets on her head, does a headstand and twerks. I mean, this girl's got to go to the circus or something. I know. Her skills are wasting away, no? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Get her in some acrobatics lessons. I know. And this is when Jen starts shit with Lisa And it's so funny because we're on a fucking boat and Jen literally tries to walk away from her. Where are you going? I love that walking away on the boat. It's so funny. My favourite is when Lisa gets the finger out. When Lisa starts pointing the finger, like, you know she's activated. Right. Okay, I love that. And she even does it in confessional. She's pointing down. (laughs) 
And so who are you pointing to? You're you're just you and a camera. Oh my god, that's too funny. You're so right. Oh my god. All right. So Lisa asks what she's done wrong. And Jen keeps saying, do that, do fucking that. And I'm like, what? Do fucking what? I know. And this is when Jen pushes Lisa. I mean, admittedly, Lisa does what she's always done when someone wants to walk away from her. She follows them around, which I don't know if that's helpful. If someone's taking themselves away from the situation, it means that they're activated and they don't, you know, they don't want it to escalate, but whatever. Yeah. And that's when... Lisa sits down next to Jen and she's sort of, I don't know if she gets in her face, but I feel like she's just trying to like hold her and get her to focus and listen and all that sort of stuff, which again, wrong timing, but whatever. And this is when Jen starts shoving her. Mm. Now, what do you think of the shoving? I think this bitch should be on her best behaviour. And here she is just not. And it's just crazy. Like, her lawyers must be watching this, tearing their hair out. Yeah. It is kind of nuts. While Jen's pushing her, she's like, don't expect me to have your back ever again. And Lisa's all, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. And that's when Jen throws the charcuterie board overboard. That pissed me off so much. Really? It's littering. It's plastic in our oceans. And it's just like, can you stick to throwing shoes and wine? What do you mean it's plastic? She threw food. That big plastic. She threw the tray into the ocean and I'm like, oh, my God, here I am having shitty paper straws instead of plastic just trying to save a turtle and this cunt (laughs) is throwing plastic trays into the ocean, huge trays from, like, fucking Costco or something. And I'm like, why do I bother then? I know. Why do I bother donating to, like, wildlife funds if this bitch is going to throw a plastic tray into the ocean without a care in the world? What a piece of shit. I know. I'm always picking up shit off the beach and putting it in the poop bags. I carry around an extra poop bag on the beach. Do you know how much glass I find on the beach? Where are people yeah. getting the glass from? Um, like you carry bottles. Oh, you're carrying glass from home? Then <laughs> take your glass with you. It's not like you don't have a bag to put your towel in. I don't know. People understand. are monsters. People are. And this Jen Shah, she's the biggest monster of them all. I have a major issue with people acting in public like they have servants at home. Yeah. Oh, it's a bugbear of mine. And I will tell them. Can you imagine? Of course. So <laughs> what I love about this scene the best is as this serious shit's going on, all we see in the background is Whitney twerking, getting her her ass slapped. <laughs> then she's got something phallic looking in her mouth. I don't know what's going on, but she is living her best life with this Angie Danner. Or was it Angie mm. K? I think it was Angie K, sorry. They yeah. were just having the best fucking time as if Lisa and Jen were not sitting right there with Lisa going, say you're my friend. And I'm like, well, in confessional, she's calling Jen fake as fuck, but then saying to Jen, say you're my friend. I'm mm. like... Is that not also fake as fuck? Honestly, it was a bit of a mess, this fight. It was. Okay, what about Jen just starting to cry? She's nuts. Yeah, it is kind of nuts. Heather is being her ride or die right now. And Meredith too, the fact that neither of them stopped her from throwing people's shoes over the boat. And, like, of course they're going to be expensive shoes. Maybe not Lisa's YSLs, but, like, that's horrible behaviour. And they just let it happen. Yeah, but even Heather says, oh, we should throw her bag in the ocean in retaliation. It's like, don't put ideas in Jen's head. She doesn't need the help. And Jen doesn't have the filter to filter out good ideas from bad. I really got Jersey vibes with the hair pull 
in that yeah. scene. It's like yeah. even though Danielle did the hair pull, Teresa put the idea in her head. I'm not saying that it's not Danielle's fault. It is. And I'm not saying in this sense it's not Jen's fault. It is. But it's like, Heather, what do you expect? I know. I didn't like it. I thought it was a bad look from both of them. And, yeah, you can say, like, oh, I didn't do it. But it's like you you gave her the idea and you let her do it. And now Angie 15K is walking barefoot back to the hotel. Exactly. It's like giving a fire starter matches, mate. Yeah. I'm like, mm. Whitney's also hobbling back without shoes because one of her shoes got protected by Heather and got put in her purse and the other shoe went overboard. I think that one was an accident, though. How? Well, Did the wind pick up? Well, she went to throw it to Heather. I think she went to like kind of like whimsically, weakly kind of just lob it at Heather, but it just kind of slid. It slid. Yeah, the shoe slid. <laughs> I was sort of like, oh, wow, good good for you, Heather, for attempting to save Whitney's shoe. Yeah. Um, but also you did a shit job. <laughs> Question being, do you think that Heather, by sticking with Jen after the shoe throw, I suppose this was before the shoe throw, I'm like, do you think she's enabling her or placating her? Enabling, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the meantime, we've got a newly formed Angie 15K team and she's defending Lisa and calling out Jen and the not CEO of Fun decides she wants to bail because she doesn't need an accountability lecture from Whitney Rose, hashtag little girl. I enjoyed the little girl reference. Me too. But I don't think Meredith's really hitting the clit at all this season, is she? <laughs> Every time you say that, I'm... I have to do a double take. I'm like, did he just say that? Yes, he did. She's yeah. not. She's flopping. She is a bit of a flopster. We haven't heard her say she's disengaging once. No, it's like this is the season where we actually need you to be coming for Genshaw and you're not. Yeah. It's what's, wild. I don't understand what's going on. Is it because there are new side characters, which can happen when you get former enemies become frenemies because they're the OGs? Or it's like she hates... Lisa so much she's parking all of her other grudges just to uh, focus on that one. That's probably more likely. That makes but sense. It's not enjoyable. I need her to activate. I mean, even Jen made her the CEO of fun to give her something and she failed miserably. I'm sorry. We need a stage a coup at the next board meeting and kick her off. Yeah. However, that little girl comment was fucking hilarious. In confessional. So it's like in yeah. the moment, I'm sure she'd never come up with something that funny. But, uh. but in confessional, her writers did a great job. Yeah. Quoting Mary, who was funny. <laughs> That's true. It's not even her line. Yeah. This is where we get Heather saying, let's throw Angie's purse overboard, blah, blah. Oh, boy. And Jen finds a quote-unquote random pair of shoes and tosses them. And I did love the shot we got of the floating shoe where they let us know in production because they wrote Angie 15K's shoes floating in the ocean. Oh, that <laughs> made I know it's mean, but it made me laugh so hard. I did also enjoy how like the other ladies, I think the producer said, oh, there's a shoe. There's a shoe floating past. Yeah. Like, like the producer <laughs> just forgot that they were doing a job and had to be quiet. They were like startled <laughs> into speech. <laughs> I love it. I didn't realise it was a producer. I think so. And then like the fourth wall was broken because oh, of that moment. Love that. And I also love how I don't know if it was an accident or if it was fate or whatever, but they were Angie 15K's shoes that were actually worth $1,500. I mean. What are the odds? What are the odds? And what are the odds that Jen would at first deny it and then call it a fucking accident? Oh, she's crazy. 
She's lost the plot, mate. I mean, has she ever had the plot? She's hidden it better. True. What she's going through, it's enough to make anyone a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, right? Yeah, but I'm not going to sympathise with her. Like, I know. I, I understand. Rack off. Go rack to jail already. Rack off. Go to jail already. Wow, Nathan. Wow. This did me in this episode. Like, yeah. you know how we always said Jen's fun, you yeah. know, and even though she's a criminal, she's kind of likeable. There was nothing likeable this episode. No, she was definitely unhinged this episode. And look, I get why she might be unhinged. I just said that. But it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of inexcusable behaviour, no? Yeah, and then being so, like, unwilling to back down and admit that any of it's inexcusable. Because she can't remember, apparently. Oh, <laughs> we'll fine. get to that. See, this is the thing. Like, she was shoving Lisa, and I'm sure there will be listeners who will be like, oh, I thought you would think that was okay. No, what I would think was okay, that if Lisa shoved her hard back, that I wouldn't think was okay. Just wanted to clarify. Right. So it's time to go back to the house. Jen's doing another Erica impersonation and has a nana nap in the van. We get these little time updates. Basically, she was asleep for an hour and a half on the bus. And that's when she was the most likeable. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I prefer her asleep in a van. So, okay, do you agree with Angie Danner that Heather is a hypocrite with what she said at the cafe? Yeah, okay, right. Heather needs to park it. And, like, she calls... Angie, she says, pure fun without the drama. And I'm like, without the drama? Her husband started a finster. How is she not connected to drama? That's a very good point. I never thought of that. And, like, the husband wasn't doing that on his own accord. She was involved. I'm not buying that. Yep. Wow. Okay. So do you reckon she approved that message before it went live? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You should see your face. Or she did it and he's taken the fall for her. Oh, my God. That makes so much sense. What a good husband. Why is he getting involved? I mean, that last season when they had a party, he was involving himself in everything. So I'm sure he did have a level of, you know, involvement. But this is this is Angie's. I mean, we've got one Joe Gorga. We don't need another. And he is perfect just the way he is. (laughs) Sidebar, I was listening to Bethany's Rewives podcast. Oh, boy. It's interesting. I love Bethany, okay? Did you watch the Watch What Happens Live with Bethany? Yep. That was tense. That was tense. And so since then I've listened to Bethany's podcast about it and I've listened to Jeff's radio show about it because we get one a week podcast episode. Mm. And, yeah, he called her and apologised. Oh, really? Yep. She bullied him into it. Because he heard that she was upset. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it was tense. I thought he was being a bit of a bitch. But I think he was doing it to be funny because he knows that both he and she can take it. So anyway, blah, blah. He thought it was a misunderstanding. So you get that. But anywho, now I forgot my point as to why I brought it up. Uh, We're just talking about Angie and Heather being a hypocrite. Yeah. Nah, I've lost it. Sorry. It'll come back to me. Okay. So we're at the house, back at the house, and Heather calls Angie H her secret bestie and says she, quote unquote, really, really, really wishes that Angie H was there. Really, really, really? That's a lot of reallys. How close are you? Well, they must be. They go to Norway together. That's what I'm saying. If I didn't get the Norway thing, I wouldn't have believed that they were that close. Hmm. It must have happened quick. You reckon? Yeah. And now I'm thinking if they're that close, maybe Heather and Angie did talk about Lisa sucking dick for jazz tickets. And I'm kind of on Whitney's side now. Wow. Crazy. 
I never thought of it like that. Yeah. And, like, I'll defend Heather for still wanting to be friends with Angie. Like, yeah, she's a shit stirrer, but, like, just because her husband started an account attacking Lisa using the Shah name doesn't mean Jen can bar her for being friends with someone. I kept waiting for Lisa to say, excuse me, the (laughs) insult was to me. Yeah. Like, we just glossed and went straight past that. Yeah. That's nuts, no? It's nuts. Yeah, man. I mean, if that was me, I'd be bringing that up every two fucking seconds. I wouldn't be yeah. worried about my fucking YSL shoes, mate. <laughs> Speaking of those, the shoe thing, I do love the fact, sorry to go back to the boat, Jen said something like, if you're so rich, buy another pair, which let me know that she 100% knew they were Angie K's shoes. Yes, yeah. yes. But I do love that. If you're so rich, buy another pair. I love that. Actually, Jeff Lewis had a really good point about the Angie 15K. He agreed with me that when you agree to throw someone a party, you're not sending them posthumous bills. And Mm -hmm. second of all, he said she spent 15K on her audition for the show. She should just move on. So I agree with both of those sentiments. Yeah, yeah. She should move on. All right. So we're back at the house. As I said, they're talking. Angie's obviously telling Heather to watch her back. And Heather says that she knows that Jen won't be reasonable with her when it counts and she would only do so if she wanted something. So this season we're getting cracks in this friendship of Heather and Jen because they're both bitching about each other behind their backs. Mm -hmm. This is when Lisa tells her hubby that she got pushed and we get flashes from the season every time Lisa was there for Jen and supporting her. And look, honestly, my memory's as short as Jen Shah's because I forgot that she had her back at choir practice, a la Elf on the Shelf rant. She had Mm. her back at Heather's family ski day. And on the last trip that they were on in the hot tub, she had her back. So I'm like, Jen, is your memory as bad as mine? Jen is just so self-centred. I don't think she can remember anybody else's actions unless they directly affect her. Yeah, a grad. Okay, so because I mentioned it at length every time I saw Erica Jane get glam, I have to point out that whilst it's probably (laughs) not Mikey Minden prices, Jen has glam with her on this trip. Yeah, meanwhile her mum's eating a can of soup because she mortgaged a house. (laughs) Because she gave her uh, her whole retirement fund. That's what yeah, she gave her. it's fucked. Was it that that she gave her or did she mortgage her house? Uh, I don't know. sure her mum handed over her 401k. She handed over a lot of money. Yeah, she handed over like a million dollars. Life savings. Life savings, exactly. And at this point, Whitney reminds us that they've only had champagne and tequila all day. Oh, God. Yeah, because someone threw the charcuterie overboard. Like, they could have revived themselves with those carrots. That was a small charcuterie for all those women for an entire day. (laughs) But a little bit of food to line the stomach. What about craft services, mate? Like, come on. (laughs) There was no lunch. (laughs) Who plans a fucking boat day and only has, like, a pretty subpar charcuterie with some fucking gouda and some carrots? Yeah, they were relying on that charcuterie. I want to know, is this the entirety of the US of A or is it just in the land of housewives that they can't fucking put a decent meze plate together? Because <laughs> honestly, you can go to the Woolworths Deli and do a way better job. Mm. It's time for dinner. 
Jen's organised the dinner. She's waking up. She's rallying. And she has a pre-dinner surprise, which is a Polynesian luau. And I'm not going to lie, it was fucking amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's fun. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's fun. I, I admit I got a bit bored in these next few scenes until um, things kick off at the dinner. Oh, I did like the male strippers. Yes. Well, do you know what I also thought was amazing? When Angie 15K turns around in confessional and says that she's probably going to have to pull them aside later to let them know that they're probably not going to get paid. Yeah, oh, that was that's funny. so funny. I also enjoyed when Lisa said, I only want to see John Barlow naked. And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> wow, you're a good wife. And I also absolutely loved that Jen had her fucking megaphone. Yeah. I- that would have taken up such awkward room in her suitcase. I'm really grateful that she brought it. <laughs> Yeah, we have like, I don't know, is it called a band? There were drummers, fire dancers, other Polynesian dancing and a huge feast. We really don't need to talk about the pig on the spit. And that's when we get the strippers. Now, I don't know how I feel about observing strippers while I'm eating. Is that something we want to do? Um, yeah. Why not? Why not? It's a feast for the eyes and the mouth. Okay. Yeah, I just make sex and food aren't, aren't my thing. So I think it might be too close for comfort for me. Well, uh, yeah, like I don't want to have sex when I'm full, but like if I'm just watching. Yeah, okay. I can. Uh, dinner and a show, babe. Dinner and a show. Okay. And it is ironic that the last time the police were around, it was also due to Jen. I did, I did enjoy that. Yeah. Lisa does not want to lap dance because all she can think of are germs. Really? That's what you're thinking? I look. I also agree that strippers are lame. It's not my thing. But you're not going to catch chlamydia from them giving you a lappy. No, but I wouldn't want a lappy either. I'd just be like, no. Nah. Look, it's not for everyone and mm. I don't think it's inappropriate or anything like that. I just think it's lame and it's not for me. Like I've never seen those stripper movies that everyone goes on about. Do you know, I went to a bar in New Orleans and there was Go-Go Boys and uh-huh. I had so much fun just slipping some money in their panties. You did? It was really enjoyable. Oh. Yeah. Is that what they do? They're, they're like, they dance for tips. Yeah, they dance on the bar and they're just wearing shoes and like a G-banger or some other sort of Lycra Speedo or something and then you just put right. put the money in their, in their pants. I mean, fair enough. That does sound like it would be a hard job. So they should get tipped. Anywho, Anywho. female strippers, I'm all over it. I'm just, I'm just as terrible. But male strippers are just not my thing. Wow. Yeah, anywho, Angie Danner wants to talk about the off energy and tells Jen that she's not nice to some of the girls, i.e. Angie H and Angie K, Mm -hmm. and that Heather said that if Jen gave her an ultimatum, she wouldn't be friends with her anymore. And, yes, we get a flashy of her saying just that at that sort of breakfast thing. Yeah, Heather's on the ropes. I really enjoyed that. And what was great was with that flashy... What Heather said was just really like rambling and she went on for like five sentences, but Angie Danner mm. summarised and presented it in a concise manner. And I was like, okay, Angie Danner, you took your notes. You notarised that meeting. <laughs> oh, I can't summarise even after a meeting. <laughs> and then we find out, this is so strange, we find out that Angie H was not going to give Jen an apology because she consulted with her legal and PR team and that's what they advised her. Now, why does Angie H need a PR team? It's a great question because she's trying to get on a show. Is this like legal in PR for her husband's company or her company? I don't understand. Or it's just a good excuse. In any event, she has PR and 
a legal team and they went, you don't want to be associated with Jen, including giving her an apology. And Heather said she agreed because then they would be destroyed publicly. This is where I got confused. Me too. Because Jen starts yelling at her and Heather's like kind of saying, because obviously Jen can't believe that Heather says that, but then Heather's like, but that's for you also. I'm like, how? I don't. I don't understand understand. Heather's logic per se, but like I, so if we're going to take the narrative of her being ride or die, right? So it's like, Mm. she's forgiven you defrauding the elderly. So why can't you understand that she's forgiven someone else for starting an Instagram account? I think that's what she wants to say, but can't say it. Yeah. I don't disagree with you at all. Heather is obviously upset because she's been busted. She's all, stop asking me about it because I've been clear about how I feel about it, i.e. the fact that she's against the Finster account. Then she tells Angie Danner to not be so invested in other people's shit. And then she tells Angie Kay to maybe listen and not be taken side swipes because of what happened to her that morning. Is that a bit fucked up? I thought she was saying that to Angie Danner. No, I think she said that to Angie uh, Kay. See, that's that's the thing also I'm starting to not really like about Heather is Whitney yeah. says it, I think, in the preview for next week, like you always try and shut people up. You don't let people talk. And I'm like, yeah. And, like, we all know Angie Danner and Angie Kay are trying to make a name for themselves on this show. So, of course, they're going to sideswipe and insert themselves in conversations. Isn't that the whole point? Yeah. And so her shutting them down, it's the whole, like, no, you're a friend of, like, shut up sort of energy, uh, which I don't like. And I don't like that either. I like it when it's a friend of that I don't care for. <laughs> but, but it does leave you in a bad taste when they do that. Well, she's doing it to everyone, so yeah. it's kind of it's kind of gross and like throwing her like weight around. I don't like it. And this is when Angie Fifteen K says to Heather, "I've been a good friend to Jen, and you haven't." And I'm just sitting here thinking, Jen must be loving this right now. She is. Who cares I... what fucking Jen thinks? Yeah. The whole point of this conversation was to talk about the fact that Jen's been a cunt to people and now they're all going, I'm a better friend to her. She likes me more. Like, like what spell does this woman have over you people? It's a cult of personality. She's like a little mini Stalin or something. It really is a cult of personality. And it, I'm not saying that I couldn't just be as easily sucked in. I'm not saying there's anything special about me. I'm just saying as an observer, it's really disconcerting and creepy. Mm-hmm. So Heather is, like, shocked by this because, as you just mentioned, the mere fact that she's still friends with her is showing what a good friend she is. Lisa brings up this hot tub scene from last week when Jen said that Heather is only a good friend to her 60% of the time and at the other 40% with where I'm at in my life, I don't need friends like that and she's over the bullshit. Uh, Crazy. So I'm I'm assuming this is why Jen and Heather in real life are fine because they've watched this and both realised that they've both shit on each other and they're just going to cancel each other out kind of thing. Yeah, and, like, she's going to prison. So, like, it's all really a moot point at the end of the day. I know. This is when Lisa tells Jen that she did not deserve what she did to her and Jen's like, what did I do to you? Mm. And Lisa's like, you shoved me and she calls them fucked up and mean. Lisa says that. No, Jen. Yeah, that's crazy. Jen calls them fucked up and mean, as in you're lying about me. Is she delusional? She is. Has she honestly managed to convince herself in 12 hours that that didn't happen? Uh, It's nuts so, and it's all because they had to get up so early for that flight that, yeah, Mm. they're running on fumes. Yeah, because this is day one. You're right. Fucking hell. How exhausting. So at this point, 
Lisa calls Jen a liar, which is obviously triggering her. I did enjoy that. And then Jen decides at that moment she's going to apologise to Angie 15K for spilling a drink over her head. Yeah, but not the shoes. No, she's doing it to piss Lisa off. It's like, you think I owe you an apology? I'm going to pretend that I don't know what you're talking about and in my next breath I'm going to apologise to Angie 15K. Wow. It's crazy. (laughs) It is. It's crazy town. So obviously Lisa and Jen are bitching. They were bitching about Heather in the hot tub and Jen was like, yeah, look, my feelings were hurt. So she was about to own up for it. And Heather says, with what, that Angie H and Whitney showed up in matching outfits? What are you doing, Heather? Yes, I didn't get what she was. I know what she was trying to do, but it didn't really stick for me because it's like it was your event. Yeah, you invited her and that's exactly what Whitney said, but you invited us. And then cast her in the choir. <laughs> so Yeah. So obviously the whole issue is Jen is confronting Heather about being friends with Angie H and they argue back and forth and Jen's like, I don't want you to be friends with her. And Heather says, well, I'm not going to do that because I'm right or die for both of you. Now, look, I think this right or die thing's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Being friends with Angie H makes you not right or die with Jen. That's the whole point. Right or die means that whether you're wrong or not, I'm still on your side. Yeah, yeah. She's trying to have it both ways. But at the same time, if someone gave me an ultimatum, I'd be like, well, fuck you. Well, no, that's true. I agree. But, like, you can disagree with your bestie, but in public you're still on their side. And That's what ride or die means. I think Jen's just not reasonable enough for that conversation, whereas not at all. to Angie H's credit, I think she's probably like, yeah, I get why you are friends with Jen and she's not going to flip it on Heather to pick. No, I think the whole ultimatum thing's ridiculous. And then at this point, because she's not happy with the fact that Heather won't just pick her. She says, the only person that I know where I stand with right now is Angie K. <laughs> what? What a day. What in the Sam Hill is going on? I don't, know. I don't even know what Sam Hill is. It just came to me. Angie K, I agree with Heather. Is there gluten in this pig? She'd be crazy. Yeah, she, they're all crazy. You just threw her $1,500 shoes in the ocean, but apparently she's your bestie now. It's like musical fucking friends. Yeah, it really is. This is crazy town. And like throughout that dinner, I was swapping allegiances. I was team Whitney <laughs> and then I was back to team Heather and then I was team Meredith because at least she was being quiet and not crazy. It was wild. Uh, I am not team Heather in this situation and you know how much I love Heather. Own up to the fact that you bitched about your friend because she was being a C next Tuesday. Yeah. Just say it. We're getting reunion Heather in the series. We are. And I agree with Lisa. I would have tapped out as well. Enough's enough. Yeah, enough is enough. And that's when Heather taps out and says to Jen, go find yourself another Heather Gay. I'm out. (laughs) And Whitney says, Meredith, you are not the CEO of fun. I mean, obviously not. Obviously. So that's the episode. Next time we get beach games, they're doing sack races and those big ball things. I don't know what it's called. Not sack races again. Is this the new fucking goat yoga? I think so. We had sack races on Potomac. Did we have yeah. them on Ultimate Girls Trip too? Oh, I think probably. We did. Probably. Fucking hell. Heather calls her friendship with Jen toxic to Jen's face, and Jen says that's because you're a flip flopper. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fucking make this shit up. It's that funny. Yeah. And there's this 
terrible Marilyn Monroe dress-up party. Oh. They look awful. And Whitney and Heather fight and next morning Heather has a black eye that she covers with black eyeshadow thinking it's going to make it look good. Did she redo that eye makeup or is that the eye makeup from when she got punched? She doesn't want to touch her eye. Well, they're in San Diego. I think she swung past Comic Con and she got someone to put up some <laughs> prosthesis on her. She's like, she probably got a little scrape when she she bumped into a wall and she's like, fuck this, I'm going to build it up. I don't know what's going on, mate, but I mean, I'm looking forward to knowing, but no one hit you in the face, no, surely. No, surely not. Surely not. Anyway, that's Salt Lake City. Right. How do you um how do you feel about that overall? <laughs> it was chaotic, but I enjoyed it. Same. A lot happened in that episode. Yeah. A lot. <sighs> Potomac, episode nine, Ambush in Paradise. We're on night two of the Miami trip. Also chaotic. I mean, this five to nine birthday dinner, what did you think? Uh I enjoyed when they all went around and said their favorite Karen moments. And I was wondering, what were some of your favourite Karen moments that didn't get featured? Definitely her drinking those Jaeger bombs. No, that was a good one <laughs> at the lake house. That was the only good thing about the lake house because the, the lake house counter. event itself, they were there for so many days, even I was getting itchy. Some of my favourite Karen moments were like the mime, obviously. Oh, perfection. Um, the, the slither, just all of the slithering every time they slither. And okay. uh, the hot box from Sing Sing and her not knowing what that was, but she said it anyway. I mean, that wig shift, as much as I don't enjoy Candace, <laughs> her reminding us of that wig shift was everything. <laughs> that was good. Oh, and I think we've also gone too far. You know how we're always like, oh, my God, the Potomac editors, the Salt Lake editors, they're so smart, they're so clever, like the Matrix thing we loved. This fire twirling montage with Karen getting a hot flush, oh. I thought that went on for too long. That was a bit ick, a bit cringe. They did that on purpose to make us ick and cringe because when someone else is icky and cringy more than you are, it is enjoyable. I just thought, we, okay, we had the Matrix moment. We've got enough on our plates. We don't need to to amp it up with editing. And I'm going to say something I never thought I'd say. And look, I'm not sure, but when Giselle walked downstairs in that white flared jumpsuit in the first scene, because she was the first one down mm -hmm. for the dinner, I'm like, do I like this outfit? What? <laughs> I thought she looked nice. Her hair was perfection. I didn't notice her looking terrible. So that was a good step up. I did not like her silver platform shoes. I mean, silver and plat, plat I mean, platform shoes, man. I get why she's wearing them. Mm -hmm. They're more comfortable. I understand, but no, love, no. <laughs> I mean, look, you can't have everything, but and you can barely see them, but it's good progress. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think I like the jumpsuit. Wow. But anywho, so this is when Karen and Ashley come down, and Karen tells them that according to Mia, Mia is not hosting a birthday dinner for Karen. Oh, so now boy. this is the not Karen's birthday dinner. At first, when Giselle came down and she was like, What's going on? I'm the only one here. For a second, I thought that Mia had cancelled the festivities. I wouldn't have put it past her. I thought she'd be like, I'm going to order room service or whatever, take out and stay in my room. That's what I thought was going to happen. But no. Did you think that? No, I didn't really think much about it. But Mia is starting to really piss me off with the power trip. And like they call Pourquoi? it. Well, you know how they're like, oh, can Wendy come? And she was like, nah. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. She's like, it's my trip. And it's like, okay, doll. Like, <laughs> Do you think she's overreacting? I think at this point, you got to get over it. I agree. I thought that too. I wrote that in my notes and I'm just like, you know what, me? You can feel how you want to feel, but this isn't about you. We're on a cast trip. It's it's day two. Like, don't prolong it any longer. 
And I kind of feel like she hasn't – is this wrong to think that she hasn't paid her dues enough to throw such weight around? Exactly. Yeah, it's not like your candy, you've been on the show forever, love. Yeah. Calm down, exactly. So this is when Bestie comes downstairs and announces that Mia isn't feeling well and she'll be down later. I'm thinking, did not did I not just see her get ready with you in the bathroom? Mm, mm. Like, that was a bit odd. So she also announces that it is Karen's birthday dinner, so there will be something special. And this is when Mia comes down and that's when Giselle kicks off with the let's talk about our favourite funny Karen moments. Did you want to talk about any of the other ones? No. No? You happy to move on? Yeah. That's when we get the fire breather. Do you want to talk about that for a while? No. No? You want to move on? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So Karen calls her fight slash convo with Mia a breakdown in communication. I don't know about that. Do you think it's a breakdown in communication? Uh, Well, how best would you describe it then? Well, they just, they disagreed. Yeah. They absolutely disagreed. It was yeah. a disagreement. Sure. I don't think they st- they still agree. Yeah, let's stop complicating things. <laughs> yeah. Candace says she checked in with Wendy uh, just to let us know that she's still in Miami, which kind of makes her look really lame. I'd want to go home. Like, I'm sitting in a fucking hotel room mm. marking papers. Yeah. Like. I would go and have fun in Miami. I would have. I would do the same thing, and I do not understand why Candace is just not going to go and stay with Wendy and hang out and go and do fun things. That's a great point. And if I were Wendy, I'd say, "All right, I'm going to spin this into something fun." I'd call up Peter and say, "Hey, Peter, let's have a sit down chat." And like, yeah. there's the episode. Like- and hash it out because you know they're keeping that scene in, and you know Peter's going to be up for being on camera again. Of course. So like, yeah. I would spin the narrative and just. I would block out Mia. Yeah. I just think Wendy's exhausted. She'd rather stay in her room and grade papers. Yeah. That's kind of sad. But as much as I don't like Wendy, we all know that, and I don't think that's a very housewife's thing to do, either go home or turn it up, me being the nana that I am, I would probably rather just stay in the hotel, order room service and take a dip in the pool too. Yeah. That's basically going to be my day. Yeah. And a substitute grading papers for watching TV. Well, and like (laughs) – because God bless her, when she does join the event, that shitty little boat ride, it was so boring. I would have been like, oh, God, <laughs> I'm going home. This is so shit. Wouldn't you rather a five-star meal on fucking production? I don't want to pedal my own boat. Oh, my God, that was so fucking shady of me. I kind of love that she organised that. <laughs> it is pretty funny. Oh, that was so fucking shady. I love it. Too good. Okay, so Karen comments on... Ashley and Candace's relationship, and they say they've tabled their shit for now. <laughs> for now. For now. Even though Ashley's, we still have to have a sit down and talk about the fact that Chris was coming for me on Twitter. So that shit that he said about, you'll be sorry, I'm not a liar, that was to Ashley and Giselle. Yeah. Like, you'll be sorry? How are we not focused on that? I know, it's kind of threatening. Uh, you think? And, yeah, I believe the allegations are true. No, see, I don't. (laughs) I don't even really. I just like saying it. (laughs) I know. Defending Chris on the Twitter because it's obviously a Candace thing to do. How could she not defend him? Oh, and she's a nightmare on Twitter as well, famously. So This is what I'm saying. Okay, this is what I don't love about Candace. I understand that people say she's great with her words. I disagree. Mm Mm-hmm. And this next point that I'm going to make is me trying to show you how I completely disagree that Candace is great with her words most of the time. In confessional, she decides she wants to pay out Giselle and Ashley 
and her way of doing them is body shaming and age shaming. Yeah. Now, she calls Ashley a forehead. Excuse me, you idiot. You mean a five head, for starters. <laughs> You're going to insult someone, get it right. Whatever. I don't think Ashley's even got a big forehead, but potentially it's something she's insecure about, so that's why Candace is saying it. Yeah. Then she says that Giselle has a dusty vagina. I don't know. It's a bit gross. I think her reads are tired. Yeah, they are. They are tired. Insulting someone for things that they cannot change, I think that's fucking below the belt. The way she presents it isn't clever. Not today, Nick. Like, that's not... Like, go watch a drag queen read a bitch and then learn something. I think her reads are just tired. Yeah, as tired as Robin. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, that's a read. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Mia says she thinks it's interesting that Candace is getting defensive over lies about her husband. I wouldn't disagree. Yeah, but Candace is doing that thing that we just shaded like Heather for where she's shutting down the new girl and it's not a good look. Oh, that was rude. However, Bestie, Bestie clapped back in the best way when she said, you wish you had a representative, but nobody will represent you. I was like, shots fired and Mm -hmm. landed. Yeah. I thought that was so good. This whole, who are you? Like you're here to be someone's representative. I think if I was Bestie, I would feel really insecure at that moment. Oh yeah, because she's being so dismissive. And then of course Karen saves the day by singing "Happy Birthday" to me. I just love it. But we I need we need it to end. No more birthdays for Karen. No, I'm sorry. If they're all gonna be fighting every two seconds, I can at least make it about me and the, my birthday. Because it's a positive. No, I'm, a, I'm with Karen. I'd be end. singing happy birthday to me because it's the only joy she's going to get. But it's got to stop now. She can't be using that three days from now. She said it's a birthday month. I disagree. Oh, it's a I, day. I don't know. Well, then at least entertain her. If they can't entertain her, then she's going to make it about her birthday. Fair, fair. And then we get a super two hours letter. The shivers that I got up my spine. Oh, Candace does an Insta Live that gets picked up on the socials where she slams her entire cast and says, at this point, none of these bitches are real. Fuck these hoes from the bottom of my heart. And for her to be like blindsided by an ambush, she's like, oh my God, it's an ambush. It's like, what did you think would happen when you go out on the internet on Insta Live and say shit? I know. Look, I'm going to do a hop, skip and a jump unless there's anything you want to talk about till we get to the final dinner. I agree. Basically, it's day three in Miami, and I'm just going to give you the the cliff notes. Mia decides she wants to do a birthday outing for Karen. Make up your mind, Mia. Mm. But anyway, she decides that she's going with Karen herself and Giselle and Bestie, and the rest are going on this fucking boat pedaling from hell. So they go and drive Lamborghinis. I mean, it's boring as fuck, but Karen absolutely loves it. She can feel the horses. (laughs) I don't want to talk about Karen feeling the horses, sorry. And then the B team go on this ridiculous boat ride we mentioned, this booze cruise canoe, as Ashley called it. It was terrible. It was funny to watch. Robin, I think, may have felt slighted that she had to go with the B team. (laughs) I was slighted for her, to be honest. I do think, though... She was being a bit of a bitch where she just, like, won't even talk about the wedding around, like, Wendy. And it's like, that's because the wedding doesn't exist. Well, she says she doesn't want to talk about it with people that don't like her. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious because the camera quickly panned Candace and Wendy, so that made me laugh. Yeah, I just think it's your job to talk about shit. It's, like, your one job. You're right. She has no wedding plans thus far. (laughs) Yeah. 
that's pretty much that's what happened yep. in the day. There was Let's nothing exciting, the right? What I do love just pre-dinner, we're back at the house and we're getting ready for dinner. We get this very paused shot by production of Storm Clouds. Oh, I, I love. I did enjoy that. I love. I did enjoy that. And Robin plays the fucking Nixon White House tapes, i.e. the Candace tapes. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just rem- one reminded me of the other. And we get a little bit more audio, which is everyone is literally out for themselves and trying to panhandle their businesses across town. I thought panhandle was funny. You did? I thought that was a good choice of word. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was funny. And the thing is, Candace isn't wrong in this, that these friendships aren't real, apart from Giselle and Robin, who mm-hmm. were friends before the show, and apart from Robin and Sharice, the friendships they had before the show. Yeah. She's not wrong, but she is wrong, in my opinion, in the fact that she is also fake. She is also disloyal. She is also trying to panhandle her business across town. Of course. And don't act like, yeah, you got bugged in a private conversation. This was Instagram live. (laughs) Yeah, I got ambushed because someone played an Instagram live that I did. What is your damage, Heather? (laughs) That's crazy. Like, like, oh, it's it's as crazy as fucking Salt Lake and I didn't think anything would be crazier. Uh Uh-huh. What do you think about us finding out that Ashley is Bestie's type and Mia's ex was so good in bed she told Bestie to sleep with him, which she did, and Bestie said this dude was the best ex she ever had also? Yeah, I don't know. It seemed really performative. Like I thought Bestie was just staying this stuff to sound interesting. Bestie didn't say that. Mia said that. Do you think maybe Bestie lined up Mia to bring it up? Oh, I didn't think of that. I don't know. Didn't Bestie's trying to get an in on the show? Yes. Oh. She's not doing a great job. Oh, no, she's 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 no Angie. No, she's definitely <laughs> she's no, no, no None of the three Angies. Yeah, we'll just call Angie all of them the one person, yeah. right? <laughs> it's the new name for a friend of. Exactly. <laughs> you bringing an true. Angie? Yeah, I'm bringing an Angie. So it's the final dinner and it's 8 p.m. Ashley calls Wendy on the sly and invites her to the restaurant. I'm like, good for you, Ashley. I love messy Ashley. Me too. And, I yeah, Wendy, Wendy should, should be, be there. there. Yeah. I hate her guts, but she should be there. It's her fucking job. Yeah. Don't be stopping a person from making their coins. Yeah. Again, we get this camera work with the storm clouds. Loving that. Mm-hmm. Mia calls Ashley a disrespectful little brat when she finds out that Ashley invited Wendy. I just felt sorry for the waiter at that point. Dude's just trying to fucking take orders. Yeah, Mia, she's taken it too far on this power trip, but I, mm. I loved when Giselle was, like, dragging the chair, like, separating Ashley. Oh, dragging Mia. it closer to her. Yeah, I thought that so was funny. So funny. Ashley calls Mia a bully. I don't know if that's the right word. I think you're right, she's on a power trip. And it's like, bitch, you're on a trip. This is going to end soon. Yeah. Like, yeah. besides Bestie, who is going to be talking to you tomorrow? Mm. I mean, Robin probably will and Giselle probably will, but, yeah, I don't know. So now Ashley wants to talk about – she wants them to talk about the other night. It's like, really? Wendy just got there. You want them to talk about the other night. Yeah, so I wouldn't mind if we just ignored the other night and just – Yeah, tabled it till they got back to Potomac. That's what I think. And Wendy decides to take accountability for her choice of words that may – See, I didn't think the apology was that bad. Like, it was a good start. Don't apologise that you maybe hurt someone when you clearly crushed them. (laughs) 
<laughs> that person was crying. <laughs> that person was hurt and angry enough that they flung a fucking napkin at you and broke their nail. Like, but what do you far- mean I made? It's a housewife's apology. But, uh, yeah, as far as housewives' apologies go, she took more accountability than I thought. Oh, I don't know. I agree with Mia. Fuck you and your fucking kumbaya, basically. <laughs> like, now is not the time. I mean, I don't know who to blame for that. Should I blame Ashley for doing her job? Probably not. Should I blame Wendy for doing her job and giving us a bullshit housewives apology? Probably not. But I would actually in that moment be a Mia going, fuck you and your fucking kumbaya, sit there, eat your fucking, you know, toast or whatever you're eating and leave me the fuck alone. I'm not ready. I want to fault someone in that sitch, but I can't. And then Robin who, again, is my MVP for the season, I don't know how, plays the Candace Insta Live for the table and bitch brings a fucking portable speaker. I loved it. In the words of Lisa Barlow, I love that. Women in tech, we got to celebrate and support. She did a great job. (laughs) It took me half an hour to get onto this Zoom. like, And here she is just whipping out a speaker I assume Bluetoothing it from her phone. She's got a screen recording of the Insta Live. Yep. She did a great job. You're right. She is a woman in tech. Yeah, she Fuck is. the hats, man. Get into AV, Robin. She needs to bring out a line of speakers. She does. Oh, my God. Candace says she appreciates the ambush. So it's oh. not an ambush. How is it an ambush? It wasn't a private conversation that you were having with someone and they recorded your phone call. Yeah. I mean, that too would be fucking cool. But that's not what happened. Yeah, and, like, you talked about everyone at the table, excluding Karen apparently. So... Oh, excluding Karen. Yeah, that was strange. Oh, you can't touch the ground arm. (laughs) So she was like, oh, that was all about everyone except for you, Karen. Because Karen's blessed and it's a birthday. So what I love is when Giselle says, honey, your face cracked because you're busted. So thank you, poop number two. Oh, that made me laugh. And, like, it was a oh great callback to last episode where she was talking about Robin pooing two times or the episode before. <laughs> like, oh. I loved the continuity of Robin's poop schedule. <laughs> oh, my God. I have cramps. It's just making me queasy. Ew. Oh, normally I love a poop joke, but today I'm not I'm not up for it. So this is when Ashley decides to share oh, because yeah. because Candace has said this whole rant did not include Karen, Ashley decides to share when in fact it did include Karen, when Ashley and Candace had a momentary lapse in their haterade for each other and got together and Candace said that Karen was going around town dating other men. So, and they showed a flashback, but f- from that point that she said it, but I think mm. someone posted somewhere that they rewound the whole tape and mm. Candace was just quoting Sharice, I believe. What? I think she said like, oh, well, Sharice has been saying, or Karen hates Sharice because Sharice said she goes around town sleeping with other men. And then in the flashy, they <gasps> cut it at that point, which, I mean, seems weird. What? Are you telling me that Candace may not have been lying when she said I, I never said that? I because think so. in my notes, all I've got is Candace was lying. I think the editors might have done a dirty. Whoa. But I'm not 100% sure. This is just something like, okay. you know, you see in the middle of the night and you scroll past it and you're like, that's interesting. I'm going to go back and rewind the tape and pause on my. Are you an idiot, Candace? We have it in video that you're a fucking liar. Yeah, I don't know if we got the whole thing or if she presented it in such a way where it wasn't really clear that she was speaking as a quote of Sharice. Okay. 
Mm. Right. Well, we do see that for the next episode, we do see Karen and Sharice fighting, so maybe that's where this comes from. Maybe. Right. All I know is Karen's eyes well up. Robin says she's fucking mad. I'm like, no shit, Robin. Oh, yeah, don't come for her integrity. For your eyes to well up but you're actually just mad, that's really mother-tucking mad. Mm-hmm. Production was right getting the shots of the fucking storm clouds because not only is it storming here at the table but it started to fucking bucket down. And the other table having their birthday celebration all happy chappy. We'll get an extreme close-ups on that cake but no cake for yeah. Karen. <laughs> no cake for Karen. And Karen's all like, I stop and say hi to people because they love me. Is she trying to say that if there are shots of me hugging a man out in the public? It's a gay. Exactly. (laughs) And look, I'm not saying she's wrong. I fucking love her. Oh, yeah. So she's all, unless you've got proof, shut the fuck up. Don't come for me or my institution. That I loved. That was a fucking line. Mm. I did enjoy. Candace denies, denies, denies. She calls Ashley a liar. She cries. She calls Chris and cries. And, yes, this is when we get the shot of the birthday cake and the storms are coming and Ashley says God is mad. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost 20 past 10 and some of them want to go to the club. Candace calls Giselle an old hag because she went to bed early. See, I can't. It's just fucking nut. I know. It's not fucking cool, Candace. And four hours later... They're drunk, they're drinking Bakuda shots, they're all getting along, having a great time. Mia and Candace are pulling the tatas out together. Robin and Wendy are hanging out. Wendy's all, I love you. The power of Miami. Well, the power of the shots, mate. Yeah. At this point, Mia goes home alone. The others get into a car at 3.25am and as Candace puts it, shit goes left. Mm. Candace and Robin are fighting hard. Now Ashley's the TMZ with the camera. And aren't we all glad for it? Oh, 100%. Mia calls them to see where they are, which my guess is is production's like, call them, we know shit's going down. And I appreciate production, like, waking that camera operator up and stationing themselves in front of Mia. Like, thank God they called in overtime or got flex or whatever for this shoot. I'm with you 100%. As I said, Mia calls him under the pretense where she's like, where are you guys? And she can hear yelling. Obviously, we all can discern that it's Candace yelling. And I'd say in the background, but it's not in the fucking background. That's in the fucking foreground, that yelling. Yeah. Candace is getting more and more upset. And Robin says, we're done. Period. Dot. Okay, well, I added the dot, but you get the gist. Mm -hmm. What do we think of all that? Candace's messy boots. And, like, clearly she's drunk and just upset about the ambush. But, like, she is too much for me. And what I thought was interesting in all of this, I was getting flashbacks to the Aspen night. You know how sort of everyone in confessional narrated what happened when cameras were down and they went into the club at Aspen? Here we sort of just get Candace's perspective. So I'm interested to see what the other women are saying, like, next week if if we get another viewpoint on what's going on. Because we seem really oriented in Candace's perspective right now. So I'm I'm wondering what else happened. Well, she was very succinct in her delivery as to this happened, then this happened, then this happened, because it certainly matched up with the footage that they had. Yeah. Yeah. What set Candace off? Was it the booze or was it something someone says that we didn't get to see? Yeah. Because at this point we get the mid-season trailer. Ashley pisses lump off by saying she still has romantic feelings for Michael. I mean, that would piss anyone off. Don't piss my lump off. Yeah. So when you say lump, are you referring to me as cancer lumps or are you talking about the uncle? Uncle lump. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle lump. Wendy goes to hospital. 
Giselle tells someone that Mia likes to watch Gordon with other women. Well, so what? Yeah, let him live. Let her live. So what? Like, if they're happy. I know. It's not fucking Shakespearean days where, like, cuckolding is, like, a murderable offence. Like, get over it. I don't understand what the big deal is. Bestie yells at Mia, though, that she would never sleep with G. Okay. I wouldn't either. I believe that too. (laughs) Exactly. Chris and Ashley get into it. She mad. That's all I know. Sharice and Karen fight real loud. Karen again with the shut the fuck up. And Ashley's face with her eyes open wide. She's obviously shocked by the fact that did someone throw something across a table? I don't know. But Ashley was just like, what the fuck? Karen tells Ashley that Juan is cheating on Robin with a woman that looks like Karen. I know, that is so funny. Now, just because she might be blonde doesn't mean she looks like you, Karen. I just can't say, she fine? <laughs> I don't know, but Sharice tells Robin, and I think I saw Candace in that setting as well. They were like at a restaurant bar or something, that Karen was effing the help in the bathroom. I don't know why I said effing. Karen was stooping the help in the bathroom. <laughs> now, I did not use the phrase the help. That was Sharice's turn, right. so don't come for me. right. And then we get Candace doing her music video with that lady from the 90s. Do you know, and that like three second clip, it sounds quite good. Does it? It does. I just don't need to get another fucking Candace film clip. Are we getting one a season? <laughs> Look, she's not going to be on my Spotify wrapped, let's just say that. But the three second clip sounded good. Yeah, well, okay. By the end of her tenure on Housewives, are we going to get a full album? Yeah, maybe. Like, is this, is this, we're getting one song a season? Maybe we'll get a, like, a, you know how Luann had a whole episode of her filming that Christmas song? <laughs> Well, what do you want for Christmas? Just you. I love it. Maybe she'll do that with oh, Trina. Trina, that was the woman's name. Yes. That would be great. She could do like a rap medley in the middle. I'd love it. For sure. Oh, they need to film one at Bluestone Manor, honestly. Mm. <laughs> How good would that be? That's it. That's all I got for you today, babe. Hey, big week in Bravo. A lot to cover. So let's leave it there. Toodles. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.